You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. Ephesians chapter 4. Before we read from there, I want to tell you that next week, Pastor Matt will be launching a brand new sermon series entitled Praying the Psalms. And uh, the Psalms we know are great, uh, great hymn, uh, hymnal for the people uh, of God and even for us today that we can um, just uh, experience so many things. And the Psalms help us through seasons of our lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And and the ancient authors of the Psalms viewed prayer to Yahweh as more than just a daily practice, but an art form to learn and grow into. So you're going to enjoy this series, Pray the Psalms, starting next week. And if you are interested in kind of getting a feel for it, go to fortresschurch.org slash psalms, P-S-A-L-M-S, and there you can get an idea of some songs and some, uh, some, some resources for you to prepare for a brand new sermon series next Sunday. Amen. Two boys were talking to one another, and they were saying, it's Father's Day. It's Father's Day? Yeah, what is Father's Day? So one of the boys tells, oh, yeah, Father's Day is similar to Mother's Day, except you don't spend as much money on the gift, okay? I don't know if that's true or not, but that, that's what they were talking, okay? <laughs> Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 17. And there's a certain phrase that I love here that we're going to develop today. It says, Paul says this, now I say, now this I say to testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves to sensuality, greedy, to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through its deceitful desires and to be renewed, somebody say renewed, in the spirit of your minds and to put on, somebody say put on the new self created, no, I love this part, created, and I underlined it here, in after the likeness of God, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Do you realize what this passage is saying? That you, if you are a son, a daughter of the Most High God, how many of you are children of the Lord? You were created, what does it say here? After the likeness of God. Wow. I kind of refer to this as spiritual DNA. And I, I'm just, we're so blessed to have a heavenly father. Can we kind of uh, be uh, live life after his likeness? That's what we're going to talk about today. Thank you, Lord, for the great privilege we have to be right here in your presence. As we gather together today, Lord, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to just move in the midst of us, Lord. As we get into the teaching of your word, we pray that your word would not just be something we would just listen to, but, Lord, something we would act upon. We thank you. Amen. You may be seated. The National Center for Fathering conducts Father of the Year essay contests, and I ran across some of the 
the children that had written some things about their dads. I just got to read a few of them. One, one little uh, first grader said, my dad is the best dad ever. I would kiss a pig for him. Hmm. Another child said, my dad is a Frito-Lay man. This is a very important job because the Frito-Lay man means chips. And this is great food. This is so important because you cannot live life without chips. Mm-hmm. Another, another third grader, listen to this. He says, the dad in my life really isn't my dad. He's my grandpa. And he's been like a dad to me since before I was born. I hope that as I get older, grandpa would teach me all the stuff he knows about wood and first aid and everything else he knows. My grandpa isn't my father, but I would trade him for all the dads in the world. Mm. A sixth grader says, uh, uh, one time I had an assembly and I was a soloist. And my dad was in the front row. After the song, I smiled at my dad, and he smiled back at me, and he started crying. That was the best sight I've ever seen in my life, my dad crying for me. <laughs> oh, some great answers. Happy Father's Day. Today, we're, we're kind of focusing the message. I've entitled it Spiritual DNA because is there anybody here who's born again? Amen. Is there anybody here who's a child either a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Amen. Well, if God the Father is indeed our Father, then guess what? We're going to resemble Him in certain ways. That's why Paul says here that we were created after the likeness of God. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that we're God, and I want to make sure that nobody misinterprets what Paul is saying or what I am saying here. It doesn't mean just because we're children of the Most High God that we are God. No, no, no. Uh, because there are some divine attributes that we would never have. What is an example of a divine attribute? One example is God is omniscient, which means God is all-knowing. We could never be all-knowing. That's God and Him only, right? Or that God is omnipresent. Omnipresent means that He's everywhere. And, and we, that's not who we can be, okay? Those are referred to as divine attributes that only God the Father has. But there are other attributes that I believe he does pass on to you and I when we become born again. Let's take, for example, love. God is love. How many know God is love? Can we receive that attribute of love and pass it along to others? Yes. Those are are human attributes that we can take and get from our Heavenly Father and convey that and live in that. How about wisdom or faithfulness or grace? All those are, are attributes that we receive from the Lord and that we can live it out. Genesis one twenty six says that you and I were made in the image of God. It doesn't mean we're God, but it means we're, me, we're made after the likeness of God. It doesn't mean we're perfect because we're not. But how many know we can strive to be more like God? And that's one of the things that I, we're, we're focusing on today when we talk about spiritual DNA. And the good thing about this is we have a fantastic example of what fatherhood is all about in our Heavenly Father. There's some of us in this place today that perhaps Father's Day is a bit difficult. Maybe, just maybe, you've gone through some situations where maybe you, you didn't even have a dad growing up. Uh, maybe, you had, maybe you had a dad, but he was an absentee dad. Or maybe you had a dad, but he wasn't serving the Lord God Almighty. So there was some struggles along that way. I'm here to tell you that 
whether you had a good dad, and praise God, many of us in this room has, have had a good dad, or whether you had a dad that wasn't there, didn't have a dad at all, or maybe an absentee dad, I want you to know that you always have a heavenly father who loves you. You always have a heavenly father who wants to speak life into you. And the Lord God Almighty, he's even here today, and today we honor him. Now, some dads are very good examples. Other dads are not that good of examples. You know, I was chuckling a number of years ago. I was one of the, the men from the church. Faithfully, every Wednesday, he'd come and he'd drop off his son at the youth group. And then he'd go home and watch TV. And I'm thinking, that's really not a good example. You expect your son to serve God, but you don't want to serve God. And there's some dads who are not a good example of that. They'll say, okay, I want you to do this. I want you to go to church, you know, but me, no, no, I'm going to stay home and watch TV. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what a great privilege that we as dads have to set a great example for our children. And I want to encourage the dads as well. Here's a to another level lesson. One of the greatest influences of a person's perspective of their heavenly father is the example of their earthly father. Three quick lessons I want to learn from Ephesians 4 on this topic of created after the likeness of God, or as I said here, spiritual DNA. Number one, lesson number one is this. When God is your father, change has taken place. When God is your father, change has taken place. And I want you to understand this, because there's a lot of people in this world who they may go to church, but they don't have a personal relationship with the Lord God Almighty, okay? There's a big difference. Now, praise God that the that, that people go to church, but that doesn't make you a Christian, okay? I'm talking today about a personal relationship with God where you talk to God, he talks to you, it's called prayer, and where you have that intimate relationship where you get into the word of God because that's how God speaks to you and I. But there's some people who, who don't have that relationship. How do we know if we truly have a relationship? Change. Can you can you? See clearly before Christ and after Christ. Is there, is, is there a difference between the before and the after? Is there a difference there? Kind of like, have you, have you ever seen those pictures of people you know, losing weight? You have the before and then you have the after, right? A few weeks ago, somebody came and offered me some great uh, healthy vegetables. And I said, no, thank you. I'm working on my before picture, okay? Just... just be, Deal with me, okay? Help me out there, okay? But spiritually speaking, we have, is your life different today? Can people look at you and say, you know what? The way you used to be, the way you used to talk, the places you used to go, totally different than today. There's change. That means you have a new residence. You've changed your address because now you have a heavenly father. Amen? Change has taken place. The way Paul puts it here in Ephesians 4, he says, you've got to put off the old self. That's what he says here. And you're going to put on the new self. That's the way he describes it. It's got to be changed. And praise God, we have a heavenly father who, who just pours his, his wisdom into us. Uh, and, and I try my best to be a dad. And, of course, now uh, my children are in their 20s. And I, and I was thinking this week as we were approaching Father's Day about the years that my kids were small. I remember the times that, uh, see, I had a king-size bed years ago. And, of course, I spent 15 years as a single dad. And, and the, the four of us, me and my three kids, 
would, would get on the king-size bed and would wrestle. Sorry about that, guys. I'm talking about would Would wrestle and, and would, would try to throw each other off the bed because when you fell off the bed, you'd fall into where the alligators were, huh? Anybody play that game? And, and so we would fight and wrestle. We had a good time, you know. And uh, now you know why Shalice is so tough, right? But in, anyway, then we'd, uh, as, as we got older, as they got older, well, so did I, I got older, we'd play basketball in our backyard. For those of you who's ever been to my house, you know my entire backyard is a, is a basketball court. So we, we loved it, and we played a lot of uh, basketball back there. We enjoyed it, and uh, that's how we would spend much of our family time. And I think about the days that even uh, I, I spent with my dad, and one of the things I cherished now that my dad is in the presence of the Lord, is the heart-to-heart talks, and he'd share things with me. And as I noticed when I was a kid growing up, uh, the things changed. For example, when I was a kid, my dad would say things like, Randy, you need to brush your teeth. Okay, I need to do that. Randy, you need to keep your room clean. Uh, then as in my teenage years, he would share things like, Randy, you, you, you need to make it a priority to get good grades in school. Yes, 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 Dad. And then, of course, after school, when I was a teenager, I worked at, at uh, an apartment complex where my dad owned. And it's okay, Randy, this is what you need to do. That today, you need to change out all the AC filters on the second of all the second floor of all the apartments. Okay. So those are the things. And you know what he was teaching me? He was teaching me hard work. He was teaching me, don't be lazy. Okay? You've got work to do. And, and, and I love that because looking back, I'm thinking, yeah, I think I believe I had a hard work ethic because of my dad. He taught me about tithing. He says, Randy, if, if you truly love God, you're going to make God a priority in your life and even in your finances. He says, and so he taught me that. So I've tithed ever since I was a, a teenager. And because of that, I believe I've been blessed in many, many ways. My friend, your heavenly father, our heavenly father, wants to impart wisdom to us. He wants to talk with you every day in conversations. Hey, my son, my daughter, I, I want to speak life into you. I, want to, I believe in you. I believe you can do this. I believe you can accomplish this and so much that, that we need. It's called prayer, a daily relationship with the Lord. Now, I want, to, I want to share with you very quickly a brand new resource that's called Lead at Home. And so I'm going to ask uh, uh, Randy, Sean, my son, come on up here real quick. Uh, tell us what Lead at Home is all about and, uh, and, and why the Lord led you and your wife, Selena, to, to uh, establish this podcast ministry. Well, first of all, if you gave me the mic, I don't know if you're going to get it back. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my wife and I, uh, Selena and I, we started a new podcast that launched on Friday. It's called Lead at Home. Win at life. Do we have any winning fathers in the house tonight? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Today? Um, so we believe that we, we have a definition of what, what winning is, what true winners are. And we say uh, that true winners don't play the game of life for the money, the fame, the recognition, the promotions. They're living for something far more valuable than that. They're in it for the legacy, Right? They're in it for the legacy. So when we talk about our podcast, we say you can lead Fortune 500 companies. Mm -hmm. You can make more money than you'll ever need. You can get more recognition than you can ever dream of. But if you're not leading at home, then you're not really winning. Mm -hmm. Because the definition of winning, the definition of leadership, a lot of times it's framed in a way where I know when I read leadership books, a lot of times it frames it in an organizational perspective. So what my wife and I decided to do is take a lot of leadership concepts and actually apply it to the home. 
So that's where we came up with Lead at Home, Win at Life. Uh, my wife brings a lot of the family culture and the setting the tone in the home, and I bring a lot of leadership perspective, but this is 100% faith-based, okay? And you can definitely check it out on, on iTunes. You just have to search Lead at Home. Lead at Home. The iTunes podcast. If you have the purple podcast apps, you can search Lead at Home on iTunes, and we would hope that you would listen and, and give us an honest rating and review. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you, Randy, Sean, and they love you, okay? Amen. Amen. And the reason I wanted to share that with you is because we want to give you resources how we can uh, just just be better sons and daughters of the Most High God, right? So lead at home, win at life. Another lesson from Ephesians chapter 4 is this. When God is your Father, people will see His likeness in you. Let me say that again. When God is your Father, people will see His likeness in you. You. I mentioned this last week that sometimes I feel bad for my sons uh, that they people when they see them they oftentimes uh, say is Randy Garcia your dad yeah 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 and, and because they they resemble me in certain ways Randy Sean has certain characteristic traits and Matt uh, Pastor Matt has certain characteristic traits of me and, and and but they they resemble dad and and I mentioned this last week that wouldn't it be great because last week we were talking about walking in the spirit. And, and sometimes when, when people would tease me, when they see me walk, they say, you walk like your dad, Pastor Randy. Yeah, my dad, I, we used to walk that way. I don't know if people can tell, but I, I, yeah, that, that's where it was. But I started thinking about that and thinking, well, <clears throat> if, if we were created in the likeness, that's what we're reading in Ephesians 4, if we are created in the likeness of God, then wouldn't it be great if people to walk up to each one of us and say, hey, are you a child of God? Oh, yeah, yeah. How did you know? Uh, because I recognize the walk. Yeah. You walk just like your heavenly father. Wouldn't that be great if people were to tell us that? And, and I love that. So this is what Paul is talking about here in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, you were created after the likeness of God. And the way he puts it, he says, you got to put on certain things. you got to put off certain things. As I was growing up, my dad taught me, Randy, Put off laziness, put on initiative. Put off selfishness, put on generosity. Put off a condemning attitude, put on a spirit of grace. Put off holding any grudges and put on love. Heard a story that back in 1924, there was an Olympic canoeing specialist. His name was Bill Havens, and he was really good at canoeing. And he was a shoe-in to win the gold medal at the 1924 Olympic Games in Paris. But a few months before the Games were held, he learned that his wife was likely to give birth to their first child during the time that the Olympics were being held. So he had a choice to make. Do I go to the Olympics and win a gold medal? Do I stay home with my wife and see if my, uh, my child would be born? Well, he made, to many people, a surprise decision to stay home and forego his opportunity to go to the Olympics. He wanted to be there for the birth of his son. And uh, he just didn't want to miss that. So, uh, so that's the decision he made. Well, of course, on August the 1st, 1924, his son Frank was born, and he was glad he was, he was there. And he spent so much time investing in his son, raised him up to be a young man. So one of the things that Bill Havens did, he taught his son how to do this canoeing thing, okay? So then fast forward 24 years later, what happened? 
his son, Frank Havens, he, um, he went to the Olympic Games in Finland. That's right. His son did. And what is he going to do? He, he was a canoeing expert. And, um, and so 24 years later, his son sent him a telegram. Dad was not able to go to the Olympics. And the telegram read like this, Dear Dad, thanks for waiting around for me to be born 24 years ago. Today, I'm coming home with a gold medal that you should have won. Signed, your loving son, Frank. (laughs) Kind of like that. I believe dad made the best decision. And yet, his son kind of made everything come full circle. Yeah, great story. Sometimes people say, like father, like son. And I hope people can say that to us today, like father, like son. Do we emulate the Lord God Almighty? Are we created after the likeness of the Lord? Or as Genesis 1.26 says, God says, let us make man in our image. Do we believe that we were created in the image of the Lord? Today, I want to, uh, we're sharing that because it's so important for us to have that spiritual DNA. Because once we're sons and daughters of the Most High God, I believe we can resemble our Heavenly Father. This week, our Digging Deeper Notes is called Abba Father. Because in Romans chapter 8, Paul uses this term, Abba. What does that mean? It's actually a term of endearment. And our lesson for digging deeper, if you want to go a little bit deeper into this topic of Abba, Father, notes are at the Connection Hub. We learn what intimacy is all about with our Heavenly Father. Earlier, we we honored some of the men who completed the Courageous uh, class and resolution. Let me give you a great quote from the Courageous movie that came out uh, six years ago. I now believe... That God desires for every father to courageously step up and do whatever it takes to be involved in the lives of his children. But more than just being there uh, providing for them, he is to walk with them through their young lives and be a visual representation of the character of God, their father in heaven. What a great example that we have in our Lord God Almighty. So when we talk about spiritual DNA, what attributes can we emulate of our Heavenly Father. Let me just give you one example. Love. We all know that God is love, right? So if we are children of the Most High God, can we emulate love? I believe, yes, we can. Well, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, we know this is a love chapter. It gives us a number of attributes and characteristic characteristic traits of love. And and I kind of look at it this way. Uh, My Heavenly Father, oh, He is patient. He is kind. He is not envious. He is never boastful. He is not arrogant. He is never rude. He is not self-seeking. He keeps no score of wrongs. He is always hopeful. He is the essence of love. As I read that passage, and because God is love, guess what I can do? I can live my life in love. That is because I was created after the likeness of God. You understand what I'm talking about. There are so many great attributes in, in the Lord. And we can emulate our Heavenly Father. By the way, I want to give props to uh, one of the testimonies that's now on our website. Nichelle Cunningham, thank you, Nichelle, for sharing your heart. And under fortresschurch.org slash my story, the latest edition there, Nichelle talks about um, her testimony, about how she really didn't have a father growing up. But now she put her trust in her Heavenly Father 
and God has put everything together. Thank you, Nichelle, for sharing your story. And I won't, I won't give, I won't burst any topics or just listen to it. You'll, you'll like it. Okay, great story, and uh, what God has done in Nichelle's life. Last of all, lesson number three from Ephesians chapter four: When God is your Father, righteousness and holiness is highly evident. Righteousness and holiness is highly evident. So we come back to this passage, and here it says, Paul says, put off your old self. And once again, it's a picture, just like you're changing clothes. Sometimes we need a change of clothes. Guess what? Spiritually speaking, sometimes we need a change of heart. Paul says, put off certain things and put on certain things. He says, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through the deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God. How? In true righteousness and holiness. Now, does that mean we have to be perfect? No. We're not perfect. We're not God. We're not divine. But we can live a life of righteousness and holiness. Dennis Rainey, I love his book, Stepping Up, that he challenged men. He says this, male passivity is a disease that robs a man of his purpose while it destroys marriages, ruins families, and spoils legacies. A passive man doesn't engage. He retreats. He neglects personal responsibility. At its core, passivity is cowardice. Hmm. I read, a, I read a story about native Indian tribes, and a number of them do this. When a boy turns right about the age of 13 or so, he's preparing himself for his, uh, they call it the rite of passage, transitioning from a boy to a young man, and sometimes they have to prove themselves. So as part of the tradition, what they do is there's a number of the men from the Native American tribe that take this 13-year-old boy out to the middle of the woods, out to in nowhere, and they, they actually they blindfold him and take him out there. And then they say, okay, this is what you got to do. You got to spend the night here. He may be sitting on a rock or something. So you got to stay blindfolded. Now, wait. You got to wait till you see the light of sunlight tomorrow morning. So pretty much what he's got to do is endure the whole night there in the middle of nowhere. That can be pretty scary for a 13-year-old boy, right? But they're, he's, they want to make him into a man, right? And so what happens? The tribe leaves, and there is this 13-year-old boy sitting on a rock, blindfolded. And um, perhaps throughout the night he hears certain sounds of animals. Could there be a vicious animal nearby? Oh, I hear this sound here and there. You know, am I going to survive? And then he gets excited when the sunrise comes, and he can kind of sense that the sun is coming up. So then he's able to take off his blindfold. And what happens as he takes off his blindfold in the sunlight, the first thing he sees is his dad. You see, his dad had been there the whole night. He didn't realize it. Although he was probably scared, his dad was right there making sure that no harm would come upon him. It's kind of like you and I. We may think that we're alone, but our heavenly father is nearby. We may think, God, where are you? I don't see you. Well, you may be spiritually blindfolded, but God is right nearby. 
He's right there to protect you. He's right there to make sure that nothing bad will happen to you. You are protected under the Most High God. I want you to understand that, my friend. That's what God does for you. That's what he does for me. And once we understand that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, it's going to be a blessing for you to know. You know what? I can trust my Heavenly Father. There's been some bad times that maybe you've endured and I've endured. And in one of the, uh, I was just going through a few of the men's books and Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans wrote a great book on the topic of kingdom men, kingdom man. And and he says this, I pulled a, a quote from there. He says, when you go through difficult times, remember this, a setback is simply a setup for a comeback. Hang in there. God has a great plan in store for you. Now, as we bring this message to a close on this Father's Day, what I'm trying to teach you today from Ephesians 4, you were created after the likeness of God. You have characteristic traits that you're blessed with because you are a child of God. And I want you to understand this. For example, if you're going through a difficult time today, I want you to understand that God is an overcoming God. How many know for God there's nothing too difficult for him? Amen. And if we understand that, that God overcomes, well, I can overcome too? Yeah, praise be to God. If you fully understand, well, you know what? I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of the king. I'm the son of the most high God. You know what? I'm going through a, I'm in the middle of a mess, but I'm an overcomer because I'm a child of God. I have his DNA, all right? And you can overcome and everything like that. Amen? That's what I'm talking about today. How about love? Have you ever come across a hard-to-love person? (laughs) Uh, I hear a few amens, you know, under your breath. Yeah, yeah, we have hard-to-love people. And, And, you know, if we would only think, you know what? My Heavenly Father would love no matter what. You know what? I I need to receive this spiritual DNA from the Lord God Almighty, and I can love like my Father loves Amen. It will transform our life. How about grace? Yeah, sometimes when it's hard to uh, forgive somebody who's done us wrong, and oh yeah, we, we love to receive the grace of God, but sometimes it's difficult to extend grace to other people. But if you are a child of God, if you have his spiritual DNA, then you can extend grace to everyone who you come in contact. And I can go on and on. Mercy. Can we extend mercy? Yes, because you're a child of God. You have his spiritual DNA. You are a child of God. How about wisdom? Sometimes, oh, I've got a decision to make. Do I do this? Do I turn here? Do I, do I accept this job? Do I go here? Do I go to this college? And all, you know, all these decisions we've got to make. Well, isn't God a God who is full of wisdom? Well, if I'm a child of God, if I'm the son of the most high God, I can say, God, I want to take on that characteristic. I need wisdom. Can you give me wisdom? And the Lord can give us wisdom. Because we're his children. Are you understanding the whole principle here? And that's what I, no matter where life has you at, even today, I want you to realize how much God loves you. And he wants to impart those characteristic traits. He wants you to know and understand that you were created after his likeness. Would you stand with me right now? Now, I want to I do something before we come to our prayer time is... For some of you, for some of you, I want you to understand this. Perhaps you've never heard 
words of life from your daddy. Once again, some of you didn't have a dad growing up. Others of you, you had a dad who who spoke down to you rather than lifting you up. I want to take a few moments and speak life into every single one of you today. And I'm I'm not your dad, but I want to speak as if I were just for a few moments. Because I have a feeling that some of us today just needed to hear a voice from a spiritual father to say, you are loved. You are loved. And would you just receive this for any of you that just, maybe you've never heard these words of life. And I just want to speak this. My son, my daughter, I I believe in you. God created you in a special way. God doesn't make mistakes. God created you with certain gifts and abilities and talents that no one else does. And I speak life. I speak life to your health, that you would be healthy. I speak life, if you're married, I speak life to your marriage, that you would honor God with your spiritual union and your physical union as well. I speak life into your gifts as a, as a dad, as a mom, as a parent. I speak life into your career and to your finances. I speak life into your future because God created you with a hope and a future. Oh, you are, you, you are so special to me. And I just want to say, because you are a child of God, you've got a great future waiting for you. Would you receive that right now? I speak life. You know why I can say that? Because that's what our Heavenly Father would say as well. Perhaps your Heavenly Father would speak something like this. My son, my daughter, would you trust in me? Because I did create you in a special way. I have created you in a unique way, and I don't make any mistakes. You're exactly where you need to be in life because you've overcome so many things, but now I have some greater things in store for you. Are you willing to trust me with your life? Are you willing to trust me with your future? I believe in you. I say those words, my friend, because I believe that's what God would speak into you because he's your heavenly father. And there's no one better to trust than him. Would you bow your head? Would you close your eyes? And for some of you, you don't have that personal relationship with the Lord. You don't have that intimacy of Abba, Father. And I hear, I'm here to tell you, today's your day to put your faith and your trust in the Lord God Almighty. If there's any doubt in your mind or any doubt in your heart whether or not Jesus is Lord, now let's make that decision and solidify the fact that the rest of your life is dedicated to him. If that's you and you're standing here in God's house and say, Pastor, that's me, I want to surrender my life to the Lord, then just lift up your hand. We're not going to embarrass you. That would be the best decision you could ever make. Is that you? Would you raise your hand? Amen. Others of you, maybe you've been going through a difficult time and you just need the assurance that your heavenly father is there. I want to remind you, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's right there by your side. Even if you don't see him, even if you don't hear him, he's right there protecting you. Would you receive that right now? He's got your future in his mighty hands. Could we trust him? Could we trust him with that? Lord, I pray you would speak to us even right now in the name of Jesus. Let us understand that 
We were created after your likeness.